Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. Yes, sir. Me and Rohan doing our thing like we do every Thursday. Thank you for being here, Rohan. How's everything up in Madison, Wisconsin right now? I know that's where you're located right now. Hey, it's going good. It's, uh, you know, getting chilly. It's a little rainy, but... uh. That's what we are here for. And, you know, so that's yeah. why it's nice. You know, you bundle up inside, you come on, you talk some 49ers, and we get King, uh, things started here on Thursday. Out there getting your education. Proud of you, Rohan. Soon you'll be, uh, what do you got, like two two years left, three years left? This is, I got one more after this. Good man. Good man. Look at Ro. Proud of you. Rohan, man, the Niners are kicking everyone's ass. They're dominating. I feel like this video is appropriate. Let me play. The Niners look real good. Did you did you ever watch uh I don't know you might be too young. Did, did you watch Sesame Street growing up, bro? I did, I did. Yeah. He sounded a little bit like uh who was it? Cookie Monster or <laughs> who was it? Let me play. Not a little real good right now. Hey, I'm telling you. I don't not a little real good right now. Yes, sir. Hey, do you um, got a little kid? Maybe he's watching a little too much Sesame Street himself. <laughs> I don't or Ernie is that who it is? Yeah, yeah. Niners yeah. worldwide, man. Yes, Ernie. Yeah, that that's <laughs> that's who he sounded like. But he wasn't lying, man. The Niners are dominating everybody. Before we dive into the show, man, let me uh, do some, uh, you know, some some things we need to do typically on every show. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel if you're not subscribed yet. I would appreciate it. I got seven thousand followers on on Twitter. But only what fifty four and some change on on YouTube. I would get it, man. I'm, I'm better on YouTube than I am on Twitter. So make sure you guys are subscribed to the channel. If you're not subscribed to Rohan, do that as well. Uh, positive ponder, Rohan. I don't know if you know, but I think the day after our last show, I started doing a positive ponder before every show, just non football related. I think it's important to to talk about things uh, outside of football and and create that positive mindset in the morning. A lot of people watch your show. They watch my show and. I feel like we, we kind of have a responsibility to get everybody's mind right. One thing that's important to me is I don't like New Year's resolutions, man. Every day is a new year. You can start fresh today, create new habits today, in bad habits today. Uh, you know, there's no reason to worry about what the calendar says. Who cares if it's January 1st? It could be whatever it is. What's today's freaking date, Rohan? October 12th. October 12th, yeah. you can make a New Year's resolution. This could be your new year today. Who gives a damn? about the freaking calendar and if you haven't yet and i don't know if you've read it rohan but i highly recommend it if you guys have not read it yet go read can't hurt me by david goggins do you know who that is bro i do not david goggins that guy he's on social media he's like running he's always running and he's like quit being a bitch and get out <laughs> have you ever seen that guy have you seen I him have yet? Not, but i definitely am now gonna go find out who that is right after this he's hardcore he was a navy seal uh air force ranger and he has a record for pull-up record like all kinds of he's just a like a beast and at least go follow him on social media he he just he's the kind of guy he doesn't he doesn't let you give yourself excuses he calls you out on your bullshit 
Um, and I love that, man. I love that. At the end of the day, uh, you know, it's, it's all fuck your excuses. Excuse my language, but fuck your excuses. Go out there and make shit happen and don't feel bad for yourself. Um, but anyways, a lot of people here, Josh Colvin says Grover. Okay, so that's Grover. One more time, and then we'll dive into the show. But it, it does sound like I'm not real good right now. Hey, I'm telling you, I don't know real good right now. Yes, sir. Man, and they do definitely uh look good right now. Uh Matt McC Cam says let's get monetized right so here's the thing man i've been monetized for since november and they took it away for some weird little thing but i'll be back in november one month one month away this actually marks 12 months for me rohan i've been doing this for 12 Ooh, months six. straight okay. one year it's my one year anniversary did you get me anything that's the question something will be coming something will be coming all right all right let me dm me i'll get you my address man all right man let's talk about these niners um oh and real quick one more thing one more thing one more house cleaning item i have a huge interview coming up towards the end of the of the season i just got him to agree to it he'll be on the show i can't tell you who it is it's humongous the biggest guest i've ever had it will be coming on the show towards the end of the season so make sure you're subscribed and stay tuned all right man why are the 49ers the best team in the nfl i think they are i want to get your opinion but i feel like they run the nfl they're dominating in multiple ways Give me your take. Do they run the NFL? Are they the best team in the NFL? And if so, why? I'd be hard-pressed not to say the 49ers aren't the best team in the NFL right now. I mean, when you look at the overall standings, you can point at some little thing that every team has seen that has caused them to falter a little bit this season, right? You look at the other 5-0 and team, the Philadelphia Eagles, they've played opponents close this season. You you point to the, the game against the Washington Commanders where they had to come back, and then obviously, you know, that, that one went to o- or, yeah, overtime, and then the Philadelphia Eagles won by a field goal. They've had some close games, had a six-point game against, uh, against the Vikings, I believe, on Thursday Night Football. That wasn't as close, though, but... The one difference that you can say between the 49ers and the rest of the rest of the NFL is that the 49ers right now, they have not looked bad in any moment of a game this year. And uh, you can point out whatever. You can point out maybe the Brock Purdy fumble. You can point out maybe uh, you know some other fumbles that have happened or something like that. But what do I mean by that? There's not a moment in a game where the 49ers haven't looked in control in 2023. And that's really hard to say through five games of football that they've played this, like this precise, you know, and do I expect this to continue? No, you're going to have, you know, some, some hard games, some off games and things like that, but it's historic or it's really just unprecedented the way the 49ers are playing right now. Uh, You know, they're scoring 30 points in five straight games. They're, defending at a very high level i mean if you if you look at it i think it's under 13 points a game now after the dallas game of what they're allowing and that's where i'm going to point to you talk about playing well-rounded the 49ers are playing elite offensively the best probably maybe top three i'd say in the nfl offensively but they're also playing elite defensively and the funny part is we still don't think the 49ers are scratching the ceiling of their potential or surface of their potential Brock Purdy will say it himself. He thought the 49ers put points on the board last week early on when he had a couple of those misses, I believe, in the set in the, in the first quarter on that second drive. And then defensively, I think the 49ers still can do some work. That's the important part. The 49ers are looking so good right now, and there's still room to improve. That's what's really cool about this team. 
Yeah, man, just some numbers. So the 49ers are 5 and 0, have the longest active regular season win streak in the NFL right now. They're uh with 15 wins in a row, which is tied for a franchise record. They beat the Browns, they set a franchise record. They average 33.4 points per game, allow just 13.6 per game, lead the NFL in point differential with 99. Brock Purdy has the highest uh QB rating. Uh it CMC looks like the best running back in the NFL. Kyle is might be the best coach in the NFL, right? It's just complete domination. There's only one other team that's undefeated right now, which is the Eagles, uh, and they've squeezed a few out, right? Like they're still undefeated, which is good, obviously, but they're not dominating in the manner that the 49ers are dominating. So to me, I don't think it's close at all. They are the best team in the NFL right now. And does that mean that it's going to play out this way the rest of the season? I don't know. I hope so. And we'll see what happens when they get there. But right now, they have the hottest, they're the hottest team in the NFL, the, the longest active win streak in the NFL. And they're approaching setting a franchise record, which is crazy to think about. You're talking about five Super Bowl teams. Teams with Joe Montana, Steve Young, Jerry Rice, Roger Craig, Ronnie Lott, like these elite teams, these legendary teams. The 49ers are approaching, surpassing them in regular season wins. Now, at the end of the day, I'm an old school fan, so this is great. <laughs> but regular season wins don't mean the most to me, right? They got, actually got to do it in the playoffs and win the Lombardi. But this is fantastic what we're seeing right now. No, I, I agree. And I mean, overall, like you said, regular season wins, they don't matter. But it also is important to acknowledge when a team's playing well, because you can understand that a team can play poorly and still beat poor teams. But the way the 49ers are playing, they haven't played poorly, even against foot teams, right? And that's why this week was the biggest test. You come into this week, you're wondering how the 49ers face off against a fairly solid Dallas Cowboys team, not only in defense, but also on offense. And they shot them out. They, you know, they got 42 points on the Cowboys and they only gave up 10. And so it was a pretty dominant performance all around. And one that definitely will be a huge confidence, you know, a confidence boost going into the upcoming weeks of the season where you might face some tougher matchups, maybe in week eight against Cincinnati, week 13 against Philly. You can even talk about the Seahawks or whoever you want to talk about. Yeah, I agree. And I want to jump in on this one. Matt makes a great comment here and I want to talk about it. Uh, he says, let's talk about this bullshit narrative that you are not allowed to change your opinion when new evidence is given. Yeah, this is it's a weird thing that I see going on. Right. Like I, I admit it. I don't think Brock Purdy is dink and dunk anymore. I said I was wrong on, on calling him that. Well, I don't think I was wrong about his arm strength. I still don't think he has great arm strength, but I was wrong about how much it would affect him in games. It doesn't matter at all, apparently. So I was wrong about that and I admitted it. But I'm not apologizing for shit. Like, I, I know I'm going to be on with Ted here soon, and I'm cussing a lot this morning. I apologize. It's Thursday. It's towards the end of the week, but I'm going to be on with Ted here soon. And he named the show that I'm going to be on with him as I was. He says, I was, this is him talking. I was wrong about part Brock Purdy, and I apologize. Well, to be honest, I don't apologize for shit. I'm just being cautious. I've seen the Jimmy Garoppolo experiment. Brock Purdy is the last pick in the draft. Who would have thought that a guy with his arm strength, uh, strength last pick in the, in the draft would continue to play it the way he's playing. So I don't apologize for anything. I, Me being hesitant on Brock Purdy, I, I make no qualms about. Now, I admit I was wrong calling him a dink and dunk quarterback and that his arm strength would uh, affect him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, when you see new evidence, 
uh, you're allowed to change your mind. If you don't, you're ignorant, right? If, you, if you've been given new evidence and you still hold the same opinion, you're ignorant. doesn't mean I'm going to be right about everything or that, um, you know, people, I'm going to give you my opinions. I'm going to give you my honest opinions. There's no narrative. There's no made up. That's the other thing. A lot of people think we make things up as content creators for clicks. That's another thing I never do. I just give you my straight up opinions, whether they're right or wrong. We'll see if I'm wrong. I'll let you know. One of those examples, and maybe we'll talk about this um, next, Rohan, is Jake Moody. Jake Moody's nine for nine on field goal attempts with a long of 57 yards, 20 for 20 on extra points, 47 total points. He's 100%. He's been perfect through five games. And I posted that um, statistic this morning on Twitter, and somebody said, you know, they put in quotation marks like, Oh, but he was bad in preseason, right? Well, he was bad in preseason. So if you were worried about Jake Moody this season based on the preseason, you weren't wrong to do that. That doesn't mean he's not balling now. So I think this is all great context, man. Let's talk about Jake Moody, Ron. Yeah. First, what, I want to – Yeah, go ahead. Congrats, like, thank you for saying that because a lot of people think it's really cool to just say – like be the first one to say something, and then when other people jump on the train later on, that's like – that's not allowed. My goal as a – as what in doing what I do is to be as objective as possible. I want to provide you – potential future implications and things like that. But my goal also is to just break down play as it occurs on that day. I always separate the fact of storyline and play. That's what I did last year. I said last year, the Brock Purdy storyline is historic. It's incredible. And you have to give your praise for him that, that way. But if you talk about the play itself, it was middling average quarterback play. And again, average quarterback play in the NFL is not bad by any means. You want at least average quarterback play which is in that 17 to 20 range. What, but what Brock Purdy has done this season has almost undoubtedly elevated his floor and ceiling for what the 49ers can provide because he continues to improve. When you see improvements, sure, it's cool that you can call it, but the most important part is can you see it and be objective when things aren't going with what necessarily you initially said? Absolutely. I'll be wrong you know, a lot of times and I'll be right other times as well. I mean, I'll point myself out when I'm wrong and I'll point myself out when I'm right, just because that's the nature of the business. I don't think it's important to, when you, you know, when you have one narrative to stick on that narrative, just this past week, I said, how in the preseason, I voted for the Cowboys to win against the 49ers um, in, in week five this week. I said the 49ers were going to win ahead of the matchup. Why? Because circumstances change. The Cowboys have not looked nearly as good as I thought they'd look, especially offensively, while the 49ers have looked much better than I thought they'd look. And that's saying something because I thought they were going to be, you know, one of the best teams in the NFL this year. But now going back onto the topic of Jake Moody, I think this is another one where, you know, it's good initial returns. I'm going to be in a wait and see mode because the kicker position is one of the most intriguing positions in the NFL. It can flip. Like it can change with the flip of the switch in terms of, you know, if you, if your, your, your confidence in terms of if you start missing, you might miss a couple. And also the, the, when you essentially miss Jake Moody thus far, after a poor preseason where you really had to question where the 49ers or what the kicker position was going to happen, because there's no like you can't wait and develop for a kicker. No, you need a kicker to be ready now because if he's not ready now, you're going to be losing games because of the kicker. And so that was serious questions coming out of the preseason. But Moody has answered them. He's looked good. And I'll say, remember, he was coming back off an injury. So it's all pretty good so far. Nine for nine, 
He's also made the 57-yard field goal, like you pointed out. A majority of the other field goals have been with, uh, you know, under 50 yards. They haven't been as difficult, but the cool thing is he has a huge one under his belt, and the 49ers wanted to give him that opportunity. And so, overall, good signs so far. I'm going to be in a wait-and-see mode because when it comes to kicking, the number one thing that the 49ers have had in the past with Robbie Gould was the elite consistency in the playoffs. Jake Moody is a rookie. You don't necessarily expect that, but if you get that, then that's cool. But what I said at the beginning, you know, I, I'll be honest. I was not a fan of the Jake Moody pick. I thought that it was one of the worst ones of the draft. I think their two third-round picks were the worst. Uh, that That's what I said at the draft. But if he can turn out to be a top-five kicker, this pick is absolutely worth it, regardless of how unprecedented it was to select a kicker in the third round. That's just yeah. another thing where we're going to have to wait and see. But early returns have been good. Yeah, absolutely, Mike. Jake Moody's balling, and and the thing you want from him is consistency in the playoffs. That's a great point. We'll see if that happens, but so far he's been consistent as hell, as as, as consistent as you can be, which is which is great to see. Before we move on to other stuff too, uh, this is this is another great comment. He says, "Guaranteed, ninety five percent of fans thought the season was over when Jimmy went down last year before Purdy took a snap." This is another thing too, right? Like, I again, I I, I didn't apologize, but I did say I was wrong about the dink and dunk stuff. But I would love for all these people that want to dunk on people that were wrong about Brock Purdy to show me when you knew that he was going to be playing the way he was. Show me that you knew Brock Purdy would be playing at the top level. And then if nobody did, uh, everybody's wrong. We we form opinions about what we're seeing. Everybody's wrong. Nobody's right 100% of the time. Just stop it. Let's all enjoy the season, man. It's a fantastic season. Again, they're, they're about to be on a historic, if they win against the Browns, which I'm pretty damn confident they're going to uh you're talking about a historic season that the, the greatest win streak in 49ers franchise history um did you know rohan that uh, maybe you might know actually i don't know if you saw my tweet i'm gonna test you because you're, you're you're kind of like a, a genius here okay. so i want to see who has the longest win streak in the nfl regular season games what what franchise holds that record do you Ooh. know um that's a good question would it be the dolphins no, but but uh, I understand that guess, right? It was the Indianapolis Colts, 2008-2009. They won 23 games in a row. I'm not sure if the 49ers will get there, but I'm looking at the schedule. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right now, um, when, I, when I came into this season, and I think we've had, we had this discussion predicting uh, the season, I, I was like kind of, honestly, I was down. I, I, th- I thought they were going to not, I thought they'd make the playoffs. Um but kind of barely. I thought it would be like 10 to 7, 11 and 6 type season. 
a couple of weeks after the season started, I changed it to 13 and four. But now I'm looking at the schedule, man, and I don't see many teams that are. I don't know, man. I'm looking. Look, so we play the Browns this weekend. I got that as a W. The Vikings with no uh, Jefferson. Jefferson. I, I, that's got to be a W. The Bengals don't look like the Bengals that we're used to with Burrow. Uh, that's the next game. I'll probably be at that game, by the way. Jaguars, nah. Buccaneers, no. I mean, really, it's the Seahawks, Eagles, Seahawks, that three games back to back that uh, maybe uh, there may be some tough games in there. The Ravens, you never really know. But other than that, man, I don't see – I expect them to win every single game based on this schedule right now. Now, whether they do or not, I'm not sure. But uh, do you see any games on here where you just got, oh, they're, they're going to – this is going to be tough. They might lose. Do you see any of those games? Yeah, I mean, this is why schedule predicting is so hard, right? Because yeah, this is just the nature of the NFL – Overall, I mean, good teams generally tend to have better ske- or better records and obviously more important wins against good teams. But mm-hmm. the way that I look at it is we've seen through the first few weeks, and we even saw this last year and last few years, the NFL is very fluid. I mean, there's there's a time where you might lose to a 4-9 and nine Atlanta Falcons like the Niners did back in 19. If you're going to lose to one of these teams, it's just you have one of those off games for both sides or one side isn't playing as well. It's just a, a matter of fact of when that off game occurs because the 49ers are so dominant on both sides of the football right now. That's the thing. It's when one side isn't great, the other side can pick it up. And so I, I, I think you can make an argument for the 49ers to be undefeated up until that record um, you know, occurs or whatever. But I do think also when you look at it, just the nature of the NFL is that you're going to drop one or two games just because of you know one team might come out hot. Uh, somehow, in a way, you might find a way to be beaten. And um, I think that, that that that'll end up happening at some point for the Niners. I mean, like I like you said, I think you point to that Seattle, Philadelphia, Seattle kind of series as the, the 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 crucial point of the season because you're traveling to face Seattle in Seattle on Thursday night football, then you travel to face Philly in the link. I think that one's going to be obviously a phenomenal game. And so if you can, you know, if you can win both of those, those are huge. But if you likely split those two games or maybe even go 0-2 in those two games, it's a different story. I don't expect the 49ers to go 17-0, but, I mean, if you're talking about it, right, Cleveland, right now it seems like they're without Deshaun Watson this weekend. So that might be a win. Minnesota, they might be without, uh, they might be without Justin Jefferson, or they will be without Justin Jefferson. And you talk about Cincinnati. I mean, Cincinnati hasn't looked great. You, you can make like you can make an argument, I'd say, for each one of these matchups. It just tells you how good the 49ers have been thus far. Yeah, that Eagles game has been circled on my calendar for a long time. December 3rd. Looking forward to that. I'm supposed to go to this Bengals game. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to because I have some work stuff. I do have tickets already. Um, so I'm looking forward to possibly going to that game. But I was expecting uh them to be more of a formidable opponent they haven't been uh that great uh yet cleveland browns did kick their ass so the browns man they do have a really really good defense um but their offense especially no deshaun watson i don't know part of me thinks dtr is a little scary i don't think dtr is going to play though um are you worried about this browns game at all as far as if i'm being honest uh not really. I mean, the Browns are two and two right now. Um, the one game where they did have their backup, they looked, uh, and I think it was DTR that played. DTR, I like DTR. 
I just don't think he's ready at the moment for the NFL. And that's why, um, you know, that's why uh, Deshaun Watson's backup, I believe, forget who they said it was going to be, but it's not going to be DTR, but instead, yeah, yeah, PJ Walker. It's going to be PJ Walker instead because DTR played last weekend. He had three picks and they lost 28 to three. Um, I don't think the Browns have confidence in either of their backups really at the moment. PJ Walker hasn't really done much, um, you know, uh, throughout his NFL career. He's had a couple of stints with Carolina and things. I I just don't think that without Deshaun Watson, I don't see them having, you know, that strong of a game. I mean, you don't have Nick Chubb either. Uh, You know, this is a run first team that has lost their elite caliber running back. And now you also have your quarterback likely down for the game. So I think that this is a, uh, unfortunately, this is a tough one for the Cleveland Browns. I don't see the 49ers losing this one. Yeah, man, uh, I agree. Make sure you guys, if you haven't yet, just real quick, like and subscribe to the channel. And if you haven't subscribed to Rohan, make sure you do that as well. I got a new question for you here, man. This one is is tough for me. I'm going to let you answer, then I'll give mine. I put this poll up on Twitter. If you guys follow me on Twitter, make sure you go vote in this thing. It's hard. I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter who the MVP of the 49ers is, but it's just I'm just kind of curious. It's just like a, something I was thinking about. Um, I think the choices I gave were CMC, Fred Warner, Brock Purdy, and Kyle Shanahan. Who would you vote for? And uh, he's not a player, but we can say person. Who who would you vote for out of those four? Or maybe you have someone else that's the most valuable player or person on the 49ers. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a good uh, a good question. Um, overall, I think when you look at this, oh, this is tough. So. I think my answer is going to be the same as it's been for a little bit of time now, and that is Christian McCaffrey. The mm. reason is, if we're talking overall MVP of the team, right now I believe the offense is the the stranglehold of the team. It's not the defense, as it's usually been. I think the offense is the one that's clicking the most. And if I look at the MVP of the offense, I think Christian McCaffrey edges Brock Purdy out. Now, if I'm going in terms of – when I'm talking about MVP, I'm talking about the most valuable to the team. And if I'm going about that basis rather than the regular MVP, where if you judge NFL MVP, it's usually the quarterback, right? Because the quarterback is the one putting up the numbers. And if you don't have a quarterback, you lose. But I still go with Christian McCaffrey just because I think he provides so much for the run and the pass game. The 49ers want to run the football around 50% of the time. That's I think if the run rate is at 52% or something, which is the second in the NFL, they want to, they want to be one of the most balanced teams in the NFL. And so... I think that McCaffrey allows you to do that because he can shoulder a bell cow load or he can open up other avenues for other people, right? If he's off the field, he consistently scores touchdowns. He consistently gets to the end zone and makes explosive plays. You know, you don't see him as the strongest running back. You don't see him as the, you know, he's elusive. He's not like, you know, he's a change of pace back, but he makes it work. And he's an explosive back that fits very well in Shanahan's scheme. And I also think he opens up a lot of avenues in the passing game. I think this year, Brock Purdy has a, um, uh, like last year, I thought it was unanimous. I thought Christian McCaffrey was the undoubted MVP of the team. This year, I think Brock Purdy has definitely stepped up into the conversation just because he's finding ways to throw it to different receivers and just the overall elevations of his play. You talk about pocket presence. You talk about ability to throw with anticipation. You talk about willingly letting it zip every single time to that second level of the field rather than taking the, the underneath route and things like that. You're talking about the different slight improvements that you saw from Jimmy Garoppolo that are allowing this 49ers offense to thrive at the level it is. So Brock Purdy is definitely in the conversation. I would go with McCaffrey and then defensively, 
it's tough because up until this last game, it was actually Javon Hargrave. Um, I mean, Fred Warner had a phenomenal game, and I also don't – I do think that he doesn't get as much love as he does. Um, I think you could easily go with Fred Warner for defensive MVP, though, that right now over one of the guys in the defensive line. And this is a question that I go – I toss and turn it up because the defensive line is the bread and butter of this team. That's the way the 49ers work. They want to get to the quarterback quickly so they don't have to worry as much in coverage. But the way that Fred Warner is the guy that kind of allows this off uh, defense to work as it does because he takes away so many different options, right? He's a guy who can work in pass coverage. If you want to throw him in pass coverage, you can blitz another guy or you can, you know, find a different way. If you want to, if you want to blitz him, you, you can, you know, you can have stunts. You can have different five-man alignments or something like that. And if you want him to just roam around in his own coverage, he, he has a, a great, great understanding of the responsibilities that the 49ers defense requires from him. I might slightly give the edge to Hargrave, but I would not mind one of their either. Yeah, so if we're going offense, I think <clears throat> up until last week, I would say it was clearly CMC. Um, against the Cowboys, CMC, honestly, he didn't really do too much. And Brock Purdy stepped up, found George Kittle. And so now I can see more of an argument for Brock Purdy. But if I'm being real here, my pick for MVP of this team is Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan is honestly just, for one, they brought Ryan giving praise to Kyle Shanahan? <laughs> hey, this is what we talked about earlier, right? When I'm things kidding. change, we're yeah. allowed to change our opinions, right? So, you know, I've been critical on Kyle Shanahan because he seemed, in the past, he seemed to lose the big games. And he still has to show that he can win the big games um, when they matter the most. But so far, man, I'm just – if you look at what Brock Purdy has been doing, and it's fantastic, and I'm not discrediting Brock Purdy at all, but he is being – there's a lot of wide-open passes, right? He's, Brock Purdy still has to hit those passes, but Kyle is dialing it up. They are just completely dominant on both sides of the ball, and this is a team that Kyle Shanahan built, and this is an offense that he built and, and operates – I feel like Brock Purdy was that missing cog uh, that they found somewhere in the scrap heap for super cheap at a garage sale or something, and it turned out to be the perfect freaking piece to pop into the machine that Kyle Shanahan has built, and they've just been clicking ever since. And so I could see an argument for CMC. I could see an argument for Brock Purdy because he is the quarterback, which is the most important position on any football team. But honestly, I think it's Kyle Shanahan, man. He put this team together, and they're just clicking right now, and he's – Yes, two things are possible. I want people to understand two things are possible at the same time. They're not mutually exclusive, right? Brock Purdy can be doing an amazing job at his position as quarterback. And also Kyle Shanahan and his system can be making it really easy for Brock Purdy. So Brock Purdy can be doing fantastic. And Kyle Shanahan can be dialing it up in, in a manner that makes it way easier. Like I'm sure there's a lot of quarterbacks around the NFL that would love to have be on this team with this roster, with these plays and this play caller. Uh, so overall, man, I, it starts and ends with Kyle Shanahan. If if they fall off this season, I'm going to be putting it on Kyle Shanahan. I'm not going to be putting it on CMC or Brock Purdy. The, the fact that they're doing this great right now, I got to give credit, the ultimate credit to Kyle Shanahan in this situation. What do you think about that? I think that's a, you know, it's a great thing. I wasn't going to go with the coach just because usually I just felt I want to give love to the players. But I, yeah. I do think that, I said this earlier in the season when the 49ers were rolling. I mean, Kyle Shanahan seems like he's he understands the urgency, right? It seems like he's like leveling up a gear and there's still more to come because, like I said, 
the 49ers are rolling at a high level and they're still putting points on the board, which is like, it's crazy to say, but you're right. The amount of, you know, open throws, I think Kyle Shanahan um, really, really values that extra offseason now with Christian McCaffrey in the fold. He now has a whole variety of ways that he can utilize McCaffrey, not only as a, as a threat, but also as a decoy, which in, in turn helps McCaffrey preserve his body, right? You don't need to see him get 10 targets because you have those 10 targets can be dispersed among three, four other targets, three, four other receivers. And so I do think Kyle Shanahan has done a great job. And I think the locker room right now is at an all-time high, which you also have to attribute to Kyle Shanahan. There's a reason. I, I thought there was a there was an interview with Javon Hargrave and Richard Sherman that I thought was really, really valuable. Hargrave mm-hmm. essentially said those halftime adjustments, they come they come from Kyle Shanahan defensively. Defensively, those halftime adjustments, Shanahan has a conversation before getting into the locker room with the defensive coordinator about things he's seen. And those are some of the halftime adjustments overall. That was something interesting. And he talked about how Shanahan is so like so involved overall with involving everybody else, but also trying to get himself involved with defensive things and things like that. Some some cool insight. And I thought that, that was a good sign overall. Yes, sir. Hey, we're gonna do something real fun after this real quick 20 second break. I'm gonna run through uh these questions really quickly because I got a lot of them for Rohan. Uh so stay tuned for that. Let me run this real quick break pay these bills what's going on guys this is ryan hensley man just wanted to remind you that i am a real estate broker and mortgage lender in the state of california if you're thinking of buying or selling a home anytime soon please reach out if you go to the details in the description you can schedule an appointment with me by clicking on the link i would love to help you and your family please reach out now back to the show all right gotta pay those bills if you guys need me you know where to find me all right rohan i want to I got a lot of questions here. We're going to go through this. Um, we, we can't spend too much time on each question. So let Let's me get your it. take, though. Best coach in the NFL right now. The name of the show is Why the 49ers Run the NFL, and it's not even close. So I figured I'd go through every single position category, including coaches, and we would figure out if the 49ers are the best or close, top five, bottom, wherever they're at. I want to get your take. Who's the best coach in the NFL right now? Probably still going to go with Andy Reid. Um, I think Shanahan bumps up uh, on my list for sure. Um, we're seeing a little bit of the Patriots fall. Um, so I'll probably go with Andy Reid. But, um, yeah, I, right now it'd be tough to say Kyle Shanahan isn't top three in 2023. Yeah, I got uh, Andy Reid first, Kyle Shanahan second. Uh, second is not bad. I, Andy Reid's won Super Bowls. Kyle Shanahan yeah. hasn't. Yeah. And even though he's doing a fantastic job and see you win a Super Bowl, it's going to be hard for me <clears throat> to put you over Andy Reid. Even though there's a lot of other quarter, there's a lot of other coaches in the NFL that have won Super Bowls. Who I'm putting Kyle Shanahan above right now. But when you got the hottest win streak in the NFL and your team's clicking the way it is, I'm going to give Kyle that credit. But I'm going to give the Super Bowl champs head coach Andy Reid that uh, that honor right now. Best offense in the NFL right now. Really, it's between. If you look at points, it's it's the Dolphins and then uh, the Niners. I believe that's correct. So they're top two ranked. Who do you have as the best offense in the NFL? I think obviously when you look at the Dolphins, their points thing is skewed by that one game, but I don't yeah. want to discredit them because they've been phenomenal. I think that that scheme itself is going to be so hard to defend overall. I'm going to go with the Niners though. I think they've been they've been more complete, and it might be just because their offense has been aided by a defense that allows them to incorporate their entire game plan throughout. I'm going to go with the Niners though. I think they're a little more complete. 
Yeah, I'm going to agree. I think that, you know, if you take away that Broncos game, the numbers are clearly in the Niners' favor, and Broncos are kind of like a semi-pro team right now at this point. So <laughs> I'm going to give it I'm going to give it to the 49ers as well. Best quarterback in the NFL, man. Who's the best quarterback in the NFL right now? Until he proves me wrong, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. I think Mahomes is uh, number one, and uh, it's hard to change. I think the two through five has changed a little bit um on other people's boards i've had allen at two for a little bit of time um i think that that remains i think justin herbert climbs up there i think trevor lawrence might be sneaking in the, the back end of the top five but mahomes at one yeah i think i got mahomes allen herbert yeah herbert trevor lawrence two. yeah but i will say this brock pretty's playing the best right now as far as like statistically uh but that doesn't mean he's the best quarterback i think there's a difference for the people need to learn how to decipher between like who's performing the best, you have to consider the roster, the play caller, the team around you. Uh, but I feel like if the, you bring in any of those quarterbacks I mentioned on this team, it would even elevate it even further. Um, but I think Brock Purdy deserves to be mentioned in this. Obviously, his numbers are showing that he's playing like one of the best, but I don't think he's the best quarterback in the NFL just yet. We'll see. Um, but he's definitely moving up the ladder to me. When I started this season, I think I had him at 15th, something like that, between 15 and 20. And he's continued to move up. Last time I did it, I think I had him at 12, but I think he's higher than that now. I think I'd put him in my top 10. So uh, congrats on Brock Purdy. And he continues to play the way he's playing. He's going to keep moving up. Who's the best running back in the NFL, Rohan? I think this is one where you got to give it to the 49ers, Christian McCaffrey. Um, I think he's the most complete. And this is an argument where you can say, what do, what do teams want in the NFL? Because he's not a power back. You know, he's not a guy like that. He has had injury concerns two years ago uh, for, uh, you know, two and three years ago. But I got to mm -hmm. go with McCaffrey with the way that he's being utilized and the impact that he has. I think I'm going to go McCaffrey, too, just because of how well-rounded he is. Now, I don't know necessarily he's the best runner of the football in the NFL, but I think if you consider all things, his ability to catch passes out of the backfield, his ability to line up in the slot or even on the outside and run routes as a wide receiver, I think he's just the best weapon in the NFL and he's on the best team that's going to elevate and, and pull out all of the talents he has. So uh, CMC statistically, numerically right now, he's the best running back in the NFL. So I'm going to give it to him as well. Uh, best wide receiver in the NFL, Rohan? So this is more personal preference. I would probably go with Devontae Adams, probably there at number one. Um, mm. Justin Jefferson's obviously there. Tyreek Hill's obviously there. I think those would be my top three. I would probably put Stephon Diggs there at four. Where would you put Brandon? I And I don't disagree necessarily with your take. Actually, I think I like Jefferson better. But where where would you put guys like Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel? What, where do you think they rank in the NFL? As, um, as pure receivers, Ayuk would be top 15 for me, probably in the 10 to 15 range, somewhere around there, um, whereas Debo Samuel would probably be in the top 30, maybe 25 to 30, somewhere around there. I think that's fair. I, I know, you know, this is one thing I like about Rohan. He's very objective, and I think that's accurate, man. I think a lot of – you know, 49er fans, some of them are not so objective, and they'd be like, what are you talking about, Debo? But from a pure wide receiver standpoint, I think I think that's accurate. Yeah. All right, buddy. Best tied in in the NFL. Got to give it to Kelsey again. Um, I do think that, unfortunately for George Kittle, with the way Kelsey gets utilized and with the way George Kittle doesn't get utilized, um, I, I do believe when you talk about production, Kelsey will be number one for a while. I will always – probably have Kittle in two for the majority of his prime just because of what he does. And also because I get to firsthand, we see the blocking ability, but I'm going to go with Kelsey. 
Accurate. Yeah, I think I got the same thing. Kelsey one and then uh, Kittle two. That's how I see it. Best O-line in the NFL. <clears throat> Philly. Um, I think I go with Philly uh, here. I think Philly's got a, a strong, strong offensive line, and they just continue to pump offensive linemen. You know, they, they drafted a guy, slide him in there. Draft a guy, you slide him yeah. in there. But you got the best center in the NFL. You got solid, uh, probably the best right tackle in Lane Johnson as well. Um, got solid left tackle in Mylotta. Landon Dickerson is not uh, no slouch either. I think they're good. I also think Kansas City probably, well, actually, probably not as, maybe not number two, but I think they're solid as well. Where would you have the 49ers ranked as far as an offensive line? Thus far, I'd probably put them top 10. I think they've impressed me a little more than I expected. Um, I, I do think they have some issues, but I also think that their pass blocking has not been as bad as I expected with the 49ers incorporating quick game concepts as well to help out the offensive line. Yeah, and I and I saw some numbers on Trent Williams, and he's still dominating. He still looks like, from a numeric like statistical standpoint, he looks like the best left tackle in the game right now from the stats I saw, which doesn't surprise me much. But it is impressive being that at this point in his career, he's do, still doing that. I'm also really, really impressed with Aaron Banks, who continues to just improve and improve. He's a solid, solid left guard in this league. I can see him being a factor for the 49ers long term. <clears throat> Brendel, I think, is doing a fine job. I think Burford and McKivitz are, you know, leave a little to be desired. And that's what kind of drops the offensive line down for the 49ers. But so far, it hasn't hindered them uh, in any way. So he's still a strong offensive line unit. Who's the best defensive line in the NFL, Rohan? People might not like it. I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles here. Um, I think that they have returned to dominance. The main question was, how are they going to replace Javon Hargrave? Jalen Carter is a freaking stud, man. Jalen Carter is really good. They also got... Um, you know, that's the guy who they drafted this year. They also have Jordan Davis there, who's a good run defending guy. But I mean, you look at the talent they still have. You still have Fletcher Cox. You still have Brandon, uh, Brandon Graham. You still have um, Josh Sweat. You've got a lot of players from that elite defensive line from a year ago. Probably put the Niners in at two. Initially at the Cowboys over them. Probably would put the Niners in at two. I think they're more sound run defense wise, and that helps them overall. Um, but yeah, I think Philly goes to number one. I think that's accurate. And I think that's what makes Philly so scary is it. I think that's where they are the best in the NFL is in the trenches, which is the most important thing in, in football. Um, so that's what's going to make that December 3rd game against Philly very interesting. I think their offense and defensive line are both the top in the NFL. Now, you can argue that the Niners are there. Um, you know, it hasn't produced from a sack standpoint, but the pressure has been elite and they're solid throughout. So. You know, I wouldn't argue too hard against the Niners being the best defensive line, but I think if I had to just really be honest, I think it might be Philly. So we'll see what happens. This yeah. one, this one, man, I, I think I know your answer, but who who are the best linebackers in the NFL? What's yeah, you? it's undoubtedly the 49ers uh, uh, duo of Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw. And really, uh, this is no slight of Dre Greenlaw, but this is all about Fred Warner. I and mean, when you look at it, Fred Warner can play both linebacker positions with one position. That's the way that he operates. He's yeah. been very, very good um, overall. And I, I think the 49ers right now have the most complete unit of the group. Yeah. Let's take a break of this super chat. It says Trent got two Cowboys hurt, made them crash into each other. Double B studio. I didn't see that. Is that accurate? Yeah, he did that. I guess Trent will. I mean, he's a mauler. Would not be surprised at all if Trent Williams is able to do that. Oh, yeah. The linebacker, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Man, hopefully he's okay. I did see that. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Um, and then Keith Murphy says, did you see Fred Warner say Brock is the leader of the team and center of the entire operation? I did not see that. Did you see that, Rohan? 
I did not, but it makes sense. He's the quarterback. He's the guy who right now injected, you know, injected some confidence into the franchise because before you had uncharacteristic quarterback play. You, you didn't really know what you were getting. Now yeah. you don't. You have quality, consistent quarterback play, and that's important. I will say that there's nothing that um, lacks from Brock Purdy when it comes to leadership. So that doesn't surprise me. Like from a leadership standpoint, I mean, he's all you could really ask for in that regard. So that makes sense. Let's move to DBs, man. Who best D defensive backs in the NFL? Who you got? Uh, you talk about corners. Um, my or corner team... safeties combined. Hmm. Uh, are you saying teams or players? Teams. Best best team. What what team has the best defensive backs in the NFL? Ooh, this is this is tough. I think overall, if you're looking at a combination, I mean, the Buffalo Bills have the best safety unit, but I don't know if you can put them in the uh, what do you call it in the conversation without Tredavious White anymore? Uh, but they, I think, if you're given if you're giving it to safeties, they've got the best safeties. Cornerbacks wise, I think you can point maybe to New York Jets. I think they're safe. their secondary. I think is probably um, one of the better ones. Uh, I mean, you might not know all the players necessarily, but they are one of the better ones, and that they that's the reason their defense has also been able to you know survive and win some games for them overall i think the jets are there with you have sauce Gardner, you have dj reed solid slot corner michael carter you have jordan whitehead i think in the back dolphins you can make an argument but i'm not going to just because jalen ramsey hasn't played so i think overall at the moment maybe i'd give it to new york or maybe even the philadelphia eagles because you still have darius slay and james bradbury the best cornerback duo in the nfl and then you don't have bad safeties you have terrell Edmonds back there you have reed blankenship i think blankenship's been all right as well this year so probably give um eagles the nod there johnny brings up the cleveland browns what do you know about their defensive back unit and how where do you rank the 49ers uh defensive back unit yeah cleveland's not bad i mean cleveland's got some really solid corners um denzel ward's there um what do you call it denzel ward I think it's Martin Emerson on the outside. You got Greg Newsom as well. Those are a, a, a trio of first-round cornerbacks. You know, or Emerson mm-hmm. was a third rounder, but you know, those are some solid, solid cornerbacks. Um, the main thing for them is their safety room. Uh, they have Grant Delpit. He's solid. Juan Thornhill is their other starter. Uh, don't necessarily know um, if he's you know the most elite option, but their corners are very good. Where would you rank the 49ers defensive back unit? If you're talking corners and safeties overall, definitely be in the top ten. Um, I do think that they've got a top 10 secondary. Um, I think that you probably and probably sneak them in around like the six, seven, six to eight range, somewhere around there. I think there are a couple of stronger units overall. And I do think also the 49ers pass rush aids the 49ers secondary at times. Um, but it's a solid, solid team, solid, solid team. I think honestly, as safety, I might have the Niners top. I like the, the to safety, me, yeah. Huff and Gibson are the, the, to me, the best safeties. Maybe I'm being a little homer with that take. Uh, Ward is a, is a very solid corner. Diamador Lenore is surprising a lot of people better than a lot of people think. But I also think teams with great defensive lines and pressure, um, they kind of benefit from that, so they could look better than they are. I don't know what they would look like on other teams. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think the Niners have a good, really good defensive back unit as well. There, there's not many weaknesses uh, on the 49ers. Wow. If there is one, it might be your nickel corner um on the defense so who overall who's the best defense in the nfl i mean if you're looking statistically right now it's the niners right the dallas cowboys dropped from first to 13 in points scored uh after their loss to the niners i mean overall i think if you look uh statistically at the moment it's the niners i think if you want to make an argument though for other teams like i said philly philly's up in there they've got solid uh solid group that they retained or at least 
found a way to fill in a lot of pieces. The number one issue for Philly is their linebackers, which was their issue last year, and they may do without, you know, elite linebacker play either. Um, so I, I'd go with one of those two teams probably. Um, maybe give a slight edge to Philly on top of overall talent, but statistically it's been the Niners. Yeah, I'm going to go with Niners' best defense in the NFL, but I think the Jets make an argument. I think the uh, Eagles make an argument. And then this weekend, the Browns um, are second yeah, in points allowed, but with 13.6 points for a uh, game allowed. So statistically, I'm going to say the Niners, and because I'm a Niners fan, I'm going to say the Niners. But we'll, th this, this weekend, I think – uh, is going to be a good challenge from a defensive standpoint. This Browns defense is actually could be a bigger threat, is probably a bigger threat than the Cowboys from a defensive standpoint. Now, their offense is trash, but uh, their defense is definitely up there, man. So we're going to see protect Brock Purdy. That's all I'm going to say. Kyle, if you're listening, please protect Brock Purdy because they got some good pass rushers on the Browns. All right, man. Best punter kicker, and you could separate them, combine them, Whatever you want to do, Who, who's got the best punter and kicker? In yeah, NFL? I'll start with kickers are people too. We got to talk about them. I'll start with uh, kicker. I mean, mm -hmm. I think kicker is going to be the guy who's going to be for until he retires. And Justin Tucker, um, I think he's he's up there. Um, punter could probably go with the Raiders guy, AJ Cole. He's uh, made a Pro Bowl, I believe, in each of the last two years, and so would probably go with AJ Cole if we were talking about punters. Um, but there are, there are a couple of good punters. I mean, Seattle has a good one, and Michael Dixon, I think he's solid um, overall. And if I'm thinking about other ones, um, I think Kansas City. I mean, Kansas City has got a good unit. They've got a good punter in Tommy Townsend. They've got a good kicker in Harrison Butker. And then uh, yeah. John Pecker is in Carolina. He's solid. Yeah, man. I, I think those are good takes. Um, but I am a fan of Moody. I know it's very early, but Moody's impressing me. And Wichnowski, I've been high on since we got him. He's mm -hmm. I just love his ball. Uh, placement so he's been very solid he's been very solid this year i need to be careful how i say things like that so let me pause on that one a little bit okay i got two more questions for you man slept on it, who's being slept on on this 49ers team is anybody being slept on or are they all getting their proper acknowledgement is there somebody that's kind of undervalued uh in the fans eyes that's doing a fantastic job i think this is a good question um i have a guy in mind thinking about another one but as I do, I'll go with my first guy, and it was honestly my defensive MVP. I think Javon Hargrave is being slept on because of how much elite talent is on the 49ers. I think Hargrave has produced very well in the first few weeks, and it might not be hard to see um, just because, you know, sack numbers and things like that aren't as high. But the reason the sack numbers and things like that aren't as high is because the 49ers have faced some offenses early on that have looked to try and get the ball out as quick as possible. The Dallas Cowboys came into the, uh, came into the game with Dak Prescott being – third or fourth in time to throw at 2.43 seconds. They wanted to get the ball out quick. And the 49ers even thwarted them at that game plan. Matthew Stafford, he wanted to get the ball out quick. Daniel Jones, I mean, that's the one where you probably got the most pressure because they weren't working. But, you know, when you face the 49ers, teams are trying to get the ball out quick because they understand how good the defensive line is. But I think Hargrave has been very, very disruptive as a pass rusher. I think he's probably my most underrated guy, which is funny because I have him as my team MVP. And then the second guy I think who I'll give some praise to I'll go again to the defensive side, um, and I'll go with uh, Diamato Lenore. I, I did an article on him this past week. The numbers are good, man. The numbers, especially in man coverage, are good, and I think yeah. that he's, he's slowly been impressive. The number one thing I think he has to improve on is goal balls. Uh, I think he, he'll tend to have a few mistakes on those goal ball kind of opportunities, but 49ers limit those because you're able to get to the quarterback. 
not as much time for those go balls to kind of occur deep down the field. But overall, Lenore has been solid. I think he's been a respectable number two corner. I think those are good selections. I'm going to go with uh, Gavin. I said this. Uh, we talked about it last week on uh, Grant's show, I believe. But Gibson, man, Deshaun, Deshaun Gibson to me is uh, so I don't understand why he's not talked about more. People always like, you know, talk about Huff and I get it. I'm a big Huff guy myself, but Gibson is is, is been nothing but uh, excellent. Uh, damn near perfect at his position, uh, you know, intercepting the ball, not getting beaten coverage, making tackles. I'm a big Gibson fan. I don't know why not a lot of people are. They don't talk about him for whatever reason. Maybe it's because he's an old head. He hasn't been here that long. I don't get it. But I think Gibson is extremely undervalued on this team. Uh, Double B Studio says Brock Prody will throw an interception versus the Bears but still win. Are you talking about next year? Because we don't play the Bears this year. Browns, I'm assuming, Double B. Um, but yeah, hey, that's a prediction, man. He's got to throw one at some point, right? I mean, he, right. <laughs> he's not going to go all season like he can go a whole season without a pick. Yeah, yeah, that that would be remarkable. Um, so we'll see, man. I, you know, that the prediction is not too, too off base there. All right, man, let's talk about this. The Browns, man. Just give me your final. This is my last question for you today. But how do you see this Browns game playing out? Do you have a score prediction? How do you see it going down? Yeah, I, 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 like I said earlier, I do think the 49ers will be able to take care of business against the Cleveland Browns here um, this week. I think, uh, do you know the spread on the game? It's probably going to be pretty darn hot overall. I, honestly, um, I haven't looked at it, no. Yeah, I haven't looked at it either, but I'm pretty sure the, the Cleveland Browns, you know, even though they're the home team, wouldn't be surprised if the 49ers are favored by four or five, six points in this game. Do you think the 49ers beat them by two scores, just like they've done with every other opponent? I just, especially if Deshaun Watson doesn't play, I don't see them mustering enough offense. And the issue is bad offense turns to bad defense because you have poor field position to defend against for the Cleveland Browns. 49ers have been on a roll offensively. Um, this is a game where even if you have some mistakes, you know, some some mistakes that, you know, end up biting you, I still think the 49ers can cave out of that hole. I think they'll win by two scores against a Browns team without their number one running back and potentially without their number one quarterback as well. Yeah, I'm going to, uh, I guess, hold off on my prediction until tomorrow. Um, but I I do. It's going to be a W for the 49ers. I'll give you that much right now. Tomorrow on the show, I got David Lichty coming on. And then for the first time, uh, Rod Brooks, you guys know him from Oh, uh, MBS uh, Authentic. He covers the, the the pregame and postgame with Dante Whitner and Matt Mayoko and all those guys. So Rod Brooks will be on the show tomorrow. So make sure you guys tune in first time having him on the show. Rohan, fantastic job, man, as always. Uh, I think I want to leave off with this before we wrap up. The Niners look real good right now. Hey, I'm telling you. Hey, the Niners look real good right now. Yes, sir. All right, you guys, make sure you go like and subscribe to Rohan's channel. You got anything else you want to plug, Rohan? No, I mean, I got a show tomorrow, um, Ashley Ariana on her channel. So that'll mm-hmm. be pretty cool. Um, but overall, yeah, I mean, Niners, they're doing a good job. Make sure you guys go check out my work, Niners Nation. That's where I write. And my name, that's my YouTube channel. Be sure to try and subscribe if you guys can. But no, I mean, this is a fun show. Always a fun Thursday morning here. And I uh, appreciate your time. Great job as always. I'll see you guys tomorrow, 9 a.m. Appreciate you.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com.